1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. Uh,
2: I hate to break the fishing news up, Graham Chuck, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey.
1: Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We
3: just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down, Grimchuk.
0: Yep.
4: All of my projects are on schedule until they're not.
1: A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as
4: funny as we're going to get uh,
0: today. Hello and welcome into episode 169 of the Nation Real Life Podcast. I am Tyler Uremchuk and everyone else is joining me via FaceTime. Jay is here, Wanye is here, Chalmers, begged Milk, uh, the whole gang is back together for our Monday edition of the episode. We got a lot of topics to get to, uh, some hockey talk for once as well. We're going to dig into that, uh, but first I guess we can just start by... Chatting about everybody's weekends, so uh, I will, we'll let Chalmers go first because it seems like he still lives an interesting life. How was your weekend, Chalmers?
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't live an interesting ah. life. Unfortunately, everything has gotten really like, man. Weekends no. I used to have a lot to look forward to, and now it's uh, <laughs> now it's like when you're on when you're completely hung over on a Sunday and you don't want to do a damn thing. It's pretty much the only time what we're going through is like good. Because I don't feel any type of remorse for just lying on the couch and watching TV all day. Um, buddy,
2: I'm worried I'm going to be able to bounce up the other end and get ambition again. I'm like, you know what? I see why people
4: are lazy fucks and they stay home all the time. This is actually <laughs> much, much easier than doing stuff. Yeah, so on Friday, Friday night, I, we, we, we watched a movie and we had a little, uh, a little Zoom party with uh, my family and just basically watched and just drank heavily because it's what we do (laughs) and then saturday woke up and uh did a lot of stuff around the house he cleaned our house damn and then had another birthday party for my dad over zoom uh and then did our saturday night poker game with the boys
2: now regarding your dad and all 12 listeners of the real life podcast are appreciating how this is just devolving into a conversation between buddies but how about LC and his birthday post on Insta flexing against some sports car? Your dad. Oh, that, what that. is this sports car and what the fuck? So
4: that in 1960, gotta be 1968 or 69, my dad bought a Triumph tr 4 which is like an old English sports car. And uh, it's one of my sister's favorites pictures because he bought that thing for something like fourteen hundred dollars oh yeah and it was like his pride and joy little tiny blue sports car and he took such good care of it sold it like two or three years later those cars these days are like sixty uh, thousand yeah. dollars like i know you're not gonna i know it's like 50
2: 60 years no from. no still i remember but the first like, time chalmers <laughs> going to your house and you were giving me the tour we we're like maybe 17 or 18 and you're like yeah my dad has like this crazy guitar that I can't remember if Eric Clapton sold it to him, Eric Clapton wanted to buy it or whatever it was. But I was like, Eric Clapton and guitar. And I remember I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Can I see it? And you're like, no.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, because I don't know where it is. So <laughs> yeah, it was under the bed at the time. Here, yeah, I know. So, that, so we've gotten a little bit more sophisticated. Well, way. yeah, that was 300 years ago. Tell the story about your dad's guitar. So a long, long time ago, my dad walked into a, a house of a lady, an old lady whose son had just moved out, and she was selling his belongings. And he had a 1958 Gibson Les Paul, the real, the real deal. Uh, with like, what does son. that mean? The real deal. So in 1958, Les Paul made this like a Gibson Les Paul. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I might fuck some of this up, but it's a really popular guitar they made. And they didn't make a lot of them, and they sounded great, but. It wasn't until a little bit later in, I can't, I don't even know the years, but this, this guitar became like super popular and it's the one that you see all, so they, so they started making remakes of it and originals started going for like a quarter of a million dollars. Shut up. Holy shit. And that's what your dad has? Yeah. And so, but what? what? Oh, Oh. it's not under the bed anymore. (laughs) So, so like we can post a picture of it. I'll get a picture of it, but. My dad walked into this lady's house and. What year is I, it? At that time, God, I wish I knew. Uh, 70s. Okay. Uh, probably like in the 70s. It was 200 bucks he bought the guitar for.
0: So oh your dad God. scammed wow. a senior.
3: Oh, my no, God. Yeah, yeah.
4: So he, paid, he, he paid lit. And back then, that's all it was worth. Oh. It wasn't worth that much. When he bought it, it wasn't worth much. But then, like, some really big time musicians started playing this guitar. It became like the coolest guitar ever. Gibson made a rerun of them and have ever since. They still sell them in guitar stores. And yeah, the Terry Gibson... Now where the was, fuck like, is Eric Clapton coming into the story though? Because so, I remember being like, how does this kid know Eric Clapton? My dad played in a band and it was called The Warp Factor. And when, when, when acts would come to Edmonton and Calgary, they would play Edmonton and Calgary simultaneous nights. And what they would do was that a local band would open up for them because they didn't have traveling open, opening acts. And so my dad's band got to open up for Eric Clapton, The Cream, when The Cream came to Edmonton. What? And yeah. Wow. So, now, Jay,
2: real quick to interrupt Chalmers. Uh, yeah. Warp Factor may have just passed Seabreeze as the best band Chalmers' dad was ever in. Those are the two. Those are the main That's two. Like I think Warp Factor just passed it on my list now. So C-Breeze I used to be was, a big Seabreeze guy. Seabreeze was the band
4: they played <laughs> at weddings when they were like 40 and 50, so... But, but warp factor was when they still thought they could be the next two or something, and they were all wearing like leather vests with tassels and shit. I'm
0: the looking at photos right? of them right now. They looked driving sweet. in a convertible.
2: Did he have a convertible in his
4: warp factor days? Is there
0: warp any warp factor I, songs sure on YouTube?
4: The TR4 in the warp factor days. That's crazy. Yeah, we can post some pictures of them because we, he, our
3: theme song should be the warp factor. Oh my
4: god, did we get the warp factor? <laughs> Wait, I my, he has they have a, like a, a CD that. We, one of their buddies uh just like remastered some of their old stuff. But
3: Yeah. Um,
2: that's good thinking. Let's get Warp Factor
4: to be the new theme song. Yeah,
2: so to
3: let's, complete, let's...
4: complete the Eric Clapton story, Eric oh, yeah, Clapton of course. came up to him backstage and my dad was strumming along on his on his Gibson Les Paul, and Eric Clapton was like, That's a really nice guitar. And my dad's like, Well here. And so Eric Clapton started to try, to play it. Wow. And and Eric Clapton was sitting there and he was strumming along on it. And then he asked my dad, Where did you get this best? this vest that my dad was wearing it's oh my god same- Eric
2: Clapton liked your dad's
4: guitar and his vest so it just gets even better the wow. vest is the same vest in the photo on Instagram my dad's wearing the vest in that photo. oh yes, yes oh wow he got this vest from a reserve where they made it from trash and it was like made out of real like buffalo leather and it's like a beautiful beautiful vest and Eric Clapton's like I'll trade you anything back in the day he didn't buy the stuff it was all barter they were hippies i'd be like okay deal Give me the rights to tears in heaven you fuck he was still the cream uh. it was still the cream so he didn't have no tears in heaven yet yeah but he knew it in his head somewhere <laughs> so then he asked my dad he asked my dad for the vest and my dad oh, like not again.
1: What? <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh and long story short my dad like lost the vest like uh no my mom threw it away because it started smelling like Oh my One god. She threw cool. away his superpower vest. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the story of my dad meeting and hanging with Eric Clapton and my dad and Eric Clapton swimming in this guitar. So anyways, yeah, over time this guitar has become very valuable and so we've had to uh we've had to ensure it and hide it, basically. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. And he kept it the whole way through. He does yeah, it's he, his pride and joy. The only thing it's in perfect condition. Can and he play it, it, it and himself fruitcake. still? Oh he, you, know, you can play it. Oh yeah. He still he still plays guitar all the time. He, they they jam and like then down south where they live and um but the the thing about the guitar is it's in perfect condition because my dad was like really good at keeping care of stuff except back in those days you played with like a big belt buckle on and so in the back of the guitar right where the belt buckle was it's the finish is worn off so it's it's the only thing worn but yeah they like glibson last fall in the last years, has gone out and made like a a directory and I'm going to botch this number, but it could be anywhere between like two to 8,000 of these things were ever made. And they've, they've tried to find every single one of them. And they want to make like an actual like ledger of this guitar. So my dad's been in touch with them. Yeah. Pretty cool. What I respect the most about that story is your dad denying Eric Clapton.
3: Just yeah. yeah. being like, wow, I'm
2: meeting a god. Hey, could I have your vest? Fuck yeah. you, Eric Clapton. That's where you get
4: that from, Chalmers. He straight yeah, out, right? He straight <laughs> up was just like, no, man, like, I get it. Like
2: <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm doing real I good guess. up here in the Edmonton scene.
4: Yeah, this vest
2: this gets the girls, man. I'd be like, oh, really? I'll give you this vest if you take me on tour and let me open
4: for you in four cities. <laughs> I think they were a little too baked at the time to probably come up with all these. <laughs> and <stuff> LC <laughs> used that? to smoke dope, too. <laughs> uh i think they used to they said yeah they used to do a lot more than that. it was
3: the 70s man <laughs>
4: god almighty a lot of lsd i'm thinking maybe I how don't know.
2: does your dad turn from that guy into the guy that i met as a child who's the most responsible human
4: being on earth that's just how maturity works i guess i don't know you have <laughs> get married have a kid and then you turn into lame dad i guess i don't know oh, but he's, he's not like, lame yeah. lc's not lame <laughs> no 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 i'm saying the general public would be yeah well no he became like a business owner and like yeah he, like he a legit dude <laughs> yeah Crazy man. He still parties. I mean, they still get it together and they, <laughs> they drink ramen and they oh, play the guitars. Oh yeah, I had a
3: cocktail or two with LC. Like well,
4: a bunch of dudes, A bunch of the dudes that I used to play in the band with back in the day all have places in this little community down south where they where they winter and uh, they they get together and they play. They jam in like the garage or like the front. And they all bought amps and all bought instruments down there. So they, and they straight up have a band like they, they were playing shows there. I have a dream piece, like a pad of paper I keep
2: beside my bed sometimes, where I wake up and write down dreams that I have just to see what I'm dreaming about. Yeah. And like 2012, I woke up one morning and on my dream note goes, how come we didn't have LC and Seabreeze play a Blue Chicago question
4: mark, but underlined like 10 times because in my dream, I was like, what in the? Fuck. <laughs> they the, at that time when they were the Seabreeze, they would have been playing like a lot of Hall, uh, little, a lot of Hall and Oats a lot of. But why wouldn't it? Why didn't, didn't we have them come play? play? Why didn't we figure
2: that out? I have no. I think no. that's like it was too obvious. All the time. Well, we're having
4: gigs all the yeah. time. Why didn't uh, we look to that?
3: Yeah, it was too but obvious.
4: I think that they were just not at that time
3: too big time for it. Probably, probably
4: eh? Couldn't afford level. them. I oh, think yeah. yeah. Sure. I think he was like I don't. I think they would have taken at least like a two years to become stage ready again at that point. Two years?
2: Once you Maybe got a the year. warp
4: factor going through, it doesn't never go away. <laughs>
2: Thank
4: you. Yeah, so that's my dad's interesting story. So my dad's always tried to sure. do that. Right now in his grad, he has like an old. Um, it's not even old. It's like ninety two or ninety something. Like a Mazda RX seven, one of those ones with like the the Henkel rotary motor. The rotary engine. What yeah, color? And- uh green it's dark green decent and it's all original and he loves that thing and it is a fast car it's fast but he's got it all figured out doesn't he uh, you know and you know what and the funny thing is is my very first car was that crx that i bought remember oh, the, do i remember those things are legitimately worth like twice as much as i paid for mine and even with uh, uh weird rally car straps and a punched out back window yeah, that was for static. Remember that? Remember that static bar that dragged along the ground like it was oh, like yeah. static away from the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you,
2: like static was problems. such a huge problem, and you're
3: like, I have such a
2: huge problem. <laughs> Look,
4: guys, I don't know how you're driving around
2: those static bars, but my this. my hair was already spiked up on purpose. I don't know what, what I was worried about static for. Oh, yeah. what? those are the days where, like, when when you worked summer jobs and they judged everybody based on the faceplate of their stereo. Your Mcc, do you not know what I'm talking about? I don't
3: even no. want to explain to you static uh what are static bars? What are they called?
4: So, there's these little things that you just hang from the back of your of your car but they, <laughs> they, are they run like uh,
3: so in the ground. Cars. They the ground, they ground your car and they
4: ground <laughs> your car.
3: Why? I remember they one time
2: just... going to the stereo yeah. shop Chalmers and asking for special screws for my license plate in the Wanya mobile <laughs> that had rubber washers on them because when I would turn the bass on to Prodigy one time my license plate almost fell off. And I oh, had to get oh, one it that didn't down- rattle. It rattled from the base. Oh, yeah. And I remember this guy being like, is that really necessary? And I
4: was like, bitch, you get me my screw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want my license plate. Like it's super necessary yeah. to have a, to have heavy base back then. We should go back to these times now,
2: post-pandemic. <laughs> we should go all get our 90s cars, which all cost a quarter, and roll in them again. I guess not 90s, more O's. When did you have the we, Civic? What year?
4: The CRX was a 91. 90- but what year? Yeah, 91. Uh, but I had it in 98. Yeah, 90, hard. You had rims, too. I did. have had everything. Yeah, had rims. Oh, no spoiler. What were you doing me? to make were? where were you working in those days? You were doing construction? No. Nope. At that time, I was either working at a clothing store, either Club Monaco <laughs> or Latitude, or I was working at Joey's or Earl's as a server. I'll wow. never
2: forget finding out you worked at yeah. Club Monaco, and everybody in the room was like, is he?" And we're like, oh, no. <laughs> No, no but I knew how to clothes.
4: I knew how to sell clothes, buddy, <laughs> and, and shoplift. <laughs> <drop good>. <laughs> what? Clothes. No, no, not from Club Monaco. I never did it from there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, Joey's and sitting and serving tables. Have uh, you guys ever? Yeah, Do you ever wait tables?
0: <laughs> no, I never did.
4: Bag milk. You ever do it? Oh, he's barman. barman.
0: Uh, yeah, I worked in bars
4: in uh, when I was traveling, but no, I never, I never fucked with people's food. Yeah. Table.
2: Like, you like, worked at Tiger Bar. That's like top five bars of all time anywhere in the world.
4: It was a good time, man. It was weird. RIP. It's no longer there. That building is gone. Is it all bar- Island? Island? Yeah, Yeah, Island. yeah. I-, I worked at a bunch of bars there and uh, a couple of restaurants, but mostly my job was just to like hand out flyers and lure people into the bar and try to get them in for business, but then later on, I started making um, some easy cocktails at Tiger Bar, so I was behind Oh, my favorite thing that I did at that bar was refilling the Grey Goose bottle with the, like, 30-cent <laughs> Thai vodka. That hey, I'm I bought Grey Goose there. No, just kidding. Who of buys course. Grey
2: Goose? Who buys Grey Goose at the Backpacker Bar?
4: It was the Fancy Boys that had the scarves when it was plus 30. They were all from Sweden. It was always the Swedish guys. And you just, just posed them with, like, really knockoff vodka? Yeah, man, I would uh, I would fill off gray goose ball. I would fill up the gray goose bottles with these like cheap cheap Thai vodka that they would buy in the market, and I did the same thing with the Jack Daniel's bottle. Did they ever notice? Did anybody ever? No, say never. Like, it's no. Not Grey goose? No. no, it's never. almost
3: ignorant to order gray goose in Thailand. Like that's that's just that just doesn't fly. Well, you're flexing, right? I respect it, but the minute it's in a shot glass, who the fuck knows? Is a Grey goose?
4: Well and clearly you don't know what you're drinking because you can't tell the difference between gray goose and a bottle of vodka that's, you know, a tenth the price.
3: Silver I could.
4: Silver I could too. Bag milk, tell us one
2: of the wildest stories from being a bar guy on Peepee Island. <laughs>
3: Oh, oh man, I, I I think I I've heard a few of these. Some of them are scary. I don't even know if you want to.
2: Well, I'll tell the on one the you can tell on the show, right? Peepee Island, for those who don't know. I think we've talked about it before, but it's this little tiny spit of an island where there's no cars. And we went there. We went back a few times, me and the Squire. But Bagmilk lived there as a bar man, and like it's the island from Lost. It's my favorite place ever. And you can go there, and you can get stuck there, and never leave happily for the rest of your life.
4: Yeah, a lot of people call it Neverland for a reason because you just kind of get stuck there and all of a sudden you lose a year of you use, like lose the, a year of your life. It sounds like the movie The Beach. That's where they filmed yeah. The Beach. That's a great movie. That is a great movie, yeah. But, but do you, you lose
2: a year of your life, Bag Milk, or do you live a way better life than normal suburban life?
4: Well, it depends how you look at the math, right? Because there's a big chunk of that year that I was there that I just plain old don't remember, you know? Huh killed a bunch of brain cells i just really sinned the herd when i was there um as far as stories go like you would see everything like the the place was just kind of anything goes i remember seeing people get knocked out in the bars um i remember a lady boy her name was joy uh she used to be a before becoming a lady boy she was in a muay thai and there was there was this english guy that was making fun of her and being a real dick. She was a very, very nice. She was very nice. I, I really enjoyed her. She always had the best stories. But this English guy was being a dick to her. And I remember I was just making buckets behind the bar, and I looked up and I'm watching this situation. And she was getting visibly annoyed. She was getting really mad, and she jumped up on the table and like kind of Chuck Norris her way towards this English guy and popped him on the top of the skull with an elbow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And he folded. He just dropped right uh, to the ground. Wow! And then there's a group of ladyboys A group uh, of lady boys it that it go, kind Troy. of. There's <laughs> a group of lady boys that kind of appeared from the shadows. Oh, yeah. And dragged him out of the bar and into an alley where he oh. r- really got the boots given to him. So, Jeez. moral the of the story the is: well, you know, whatever they're wearing. Moral of the story: don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be <fair>. a dick. <laughs> Not to not to a community of ladyboys at least. Well, you know what? Yeah, sometimes you poke the bear and you get the claws. In this case, it was an elbow right to the top of the fucking melon. Oh
3: man, I wish I saw that. It was unbelievable. I could just I could just me, vision it. Yeah,
2: it's crazy to me. These little streets. So Peepi Islands like these little tiny streets, and there's these one story huts on both sides of the street, and it's maybe like five people across, and occasionally some dude on a bike with like a like a child carrier in the back that's used to transport luggage and shit wheels by, but there's all these little tiny restaurants that are run by these little tiny businesses, and then there's these like maybe 10 bars, and one has like a fucking boxing ring in it, and you can just go in if you want, <laughs> and fight people, yeah. and Jay and I are like oh you can, and they're like yeah you can just get around and you go in like, what country are you from what country are you from, and then they fight like it's lawless, it's amazing yeah, I remember we
3: have just called we reggae met- bar reggae bar so I remember we met um some Canadians I think on the flight down to Phuket uh and they were going to PP as well so we kept kind of bouncing uh and seeing them around and the one guy he uh i we we, we ran into later the night after he was at reggae bar and he he jumped in the ring and, and fought because you can just fight like any other normal civilian uh and if you win you get a free bucket or if you fight you get a free bucket like essentially they'll give you like three dollars to Get your ass kicked It's fucking wild And this guy this like, So he's like Hey Jay And I'm like And he's just out of it And I'm like What's going on He's like Oh I jumped in the ring Watch my video And Because they video And he shows me the video And he got his ass kicked He got dropped So the guy is like Full conky And he's just So out of it Trying to tell me about Like He doesn't He doesn't realize He got his ass kicked He's like Look how good I did I was like Holy shit dude You should go to the hospital
4: we used to go into that bar sometimes just for something to do, um, just because this was a seven-day-a-week thing that they would hold these fights, and you would get a bucket, which essentially cost you six bucks. If, but you could have it for free if you get in the ring and do three rounds with somebody, and it was just complete fight club esque rules it where wasn't, there were it was like no rules. Real life boxing fight club. gloves? I couldn't believe it. Yep. You had boxing gloves, but and if the you headwear. wanted, you could roundhouse
2: kick somebody to the face if you could. There are it no off. rules. You put yeah. your gear on, and then that's it. You don't sign anything, you don't pay any money, yeah. it's fucking awesome. Do, lo- do locals bet on this?
4: Uh, oh, probably. Probably, but like not visibly. But the, the only time you would ever really see locals is the servers at the bar, or if something was really getting out of hand in the ring, you would see these guys appearing out of nowhere to kind of split it up, and they'd all be laughing about it, and then they'd disappear again. So like, probably betting, because I remember... I remember biting on like they had these giant red ants, like really aggressive red fire ants. And they, used <laughs> oh, to bet, they used to bet on those. They used to like smash them together until they would start fighting until one died. And they would be throwing money down on these tiny little ants. So the idea of betting on dumb, drunk foreigners beating each other up in a ring just for free alcohol. Absolutely. They're betting on that.
3: I, I remember when I was in PP, I was I was going for a walk and I was kind of more in like the local area. And there was just a huge crew of locals just huddled around a TV. And I'm like, what the hell? It was televised cockfighting. I went to see that crazy on it.
4: I went to see that in the Philippines in in an arena of probably 5,000 people.
2: Oh, fuck. Come on. For real?
4: Yeah. We were just uh, me and a buddy that I had met traveling landed in Manila in the Philippines. And we were just kind of like, all right, we're in Manila. What do we do? And a taxi driver's like, do you want to go see a cockfight? And I was just like, well, I mean, I guess. Yeah, okay. Thinking that we were just going to go to some side street ring of some kind. But instead, they took us to an arena that you would see probably a junior team playing <laughs> here. And it was packed with people for cockfights. And you would have these roosters with blades attached to their legs. And they would just like stick them in the ring at each other until one went down. It was mm. some of the gnarliest shit I've ever seen. Oh yeah, it's vicious. We, so, one day, this weekend, so the one thing that I did forget to say is talking about how people were betting on like red ants. Well, in, this, in the same vein as betting on like actually landed stuff, you know, we did this weekend while we were playing what? our poker games. We all downloaded Twitch. So, Twitch is an account Twitch yeah, is an yeah. app where you can, you, you know, you, you can watch people play video games, yeah. right? So we all followed this one guy and he, we, we, we drafted uh, an order. We picked a team and we played a bracketed <laughs> tournament of NHL 20 and bet on the plays and the players and the game.
3: So you
4: guys played the games and no, no
3: simulated nope. the game. We simulated, simulated, simulated and watched the
4: them. Oh, how long does that take? I was about two and a half hours. The total thing. There's teams. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So like, like, like the, the you know, I I took the Oilers, in, which obviously, picked, which has been picked over. If you can believe that. Oh my god, good value in that. But it was the, it was
3: the twenty nine. It was NHL twenty nineteen. So the Oilers still had Luch. So that that oh. they dropped, oh, they yeah. dropped but like, because the
4: EA didn't like really ding him, did they? He was still pretty good. No, they were still good. I mean, they, all the teams are like hovered within around eighty eight to ninety four. But Luch is good in nineteen, isn't he? I he's doubt slow, it. Whoa, but yeah, he's he's effective. But like you know, so you'd watch like Columbus <laughs> playing Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm.
3: Awesome. That's cool.
4: So we were betting on that. No, yeah, I was.
3: I celebrated a few goals. I I, I I was shocked with how kind of engaged I got with it.
2: Imagine that's the terrifying lesson they learned from this. Is just like, oh, you can just sim
4: games and people will watch.
3: You don't so, actually
4: what, need players. He, Imagine no, April, it's
3: not the same.
4: Did you see that uh, TSN is running and the NBA has. An NBA 2K tournament coming out where active players in the NBA are playing NBA 2K against each other. I did see this. <laughs> if they all had Twitch accounts, they'd make. What them do you think different. of that, Your Honor?
0: Uh, I, I think it's pretty cool. Like, I mean, we're desperate for content right now. So, I and 2K is like a wildly popular game. Like the NBA has their own 2K league, like an NBA-sanctioned thing where players, where teams draft players to their 2K league. Um, so, it's got a bit more of a community than like NHL 20 does around it. Uh, but I think it's pretty cool, and they'll stream the games. They'll get the players chirping each other. I think it's really, really good for the NBA, and it's good for the fans, too. Like, I would watch NHL players going head to head on a video game before I would watch professional gamers going head to head on NHL 20, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, for
4: sure. No,
2: yeah, I, I would, too. You can make a lot of money if your Twitch popular, man. Like, a lot of money.
3: Oh, yeah. Not right now. No one's spending, but yes. No, no, no. It's not money. It's ads. But no one's spending on ads right now. But yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah.
2: yeah, There's
3: people on Twitch that make millions of dollars. Millions of dollars a
2: year. Like, not at this exact moment in time, but like, yeah, I think you're saying, generally speaking, like, there are celebrities who are like, oh, yeah, I know on Twitch, I play video games all day long, Super Bait,
4: thank you, California,
2: and they make like 17 grand a month U.S. (laughs) Like rappers and shit. What's that?
0: I think we've completely lost connection with Chalmers. Chalmers
2: start a rant and go off the
0: He's cutting in and out. I don't think he even notices that he is, but uh, Chalmers, if you can hear this, maybe just uh, do the old hang up and reconnect route. Yeah. Blowing the cartridge. Yeah, he's running
3: dial-up.
2: Soldier Boy makes a shitload of money streaming himself playing video games and he has a whole bunch of gamers that work for him that they made them all popular and they play games all day long and soldier boy gets all the money.
0: Jesus I mean like a record label.
2: Yeah man for real. It's like S O D M G Game. And it makes a shitload of money. Sorry boy, is that better?
0: Oh yeah that's a lot better Chalmers. You're back now. That was the first time in like the six episodes we've been doing this that someone's connection is like totally shit out.
4: And you know what it was? It was because I my I realized my phone wasn't charging and so I re- I unplugged this the charger and plugged it back in and I think that uh I think that just kind of messed it up. But I'm on my iPad now. So we good.
0: Yeah, you sound actually a lot better than before even, so this is gonna work well.
4: Yeah. Oh, well, we are gonna get by ten doing ten of these we'll finally get it done yeah. perfect.
0: So what do you what do you got for us, Jerem Chuck? Uh just in terms of topics for the show. Yeah. Well, I must say, I did not expect us to go thirty minutes on Chalmers' dad, Peepee Island, and big Cockfighting. Um, That's all
2: more interesting. Who cares about what's going on right now? I'd rather talk about when times were interesting.
0: No, yeah, hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm saying, I was like thoroughly entertained for the first half of this podcast. Um, Let's but
2: keep talking about rando shit like that.
0: All right,
3: so it's, wh- so it's good. To, so it's always good too. But we, there's some stuff to also address. So isn't there to talk about like
0: current stuff we should weigh in on? now i'm getting mixed messages from the crew Bob. but i don't know about
2: you i went to my favorite rap website today i went to my favorite rap website today it's like um oh Ti pandemic tip like i don't want to hear about it all no no no
3: no yeah we don't need to you know do that mean? kind like, of stuff anymore
2: <laughs> i don't i'm like holy fuck and then it's like next the next
4: article is like bow wow alone and horny and in his condo yeah. like, <laughs> i say we do this let's see let's 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 <laughs> see what the, what the topics are and then We'll, we'll vote on them, whether or not we want to talk about them. Let's make this show until we're back on the other
2: side of this. I'm getting ready to write articles, right? And I'm, so I'm trying to think about, like, how do you do this and not... If if you're going to read the most important information of the day, you should not be reading my article. That's, like, what I'm starting out with, right? <laughs> because I'm reading a lot of blogs and shit, man, and it's just, like, people talking about what's happening, and it's, like, 100% of the news cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, frankly, I'm bored of it. Not that, like, it's just bad news. Like, I want to do diversionary shit, but there's not a lot of stuff to read right now being written because it's all about this. So then we should make, like, this show. Like, let's just not drag that shit in here.
0: Oh, no, 100%. Okay, then uh, why don't we dig into uh, some Oilers talk because four First, years ago tonight was the final game at Rexall Place. It was the farewell. They brought all the old players on the ice. Uh, my story of this one is like my dad's been a partial season seat holder my whole life but he didn't have tickets to that one and for a while me and him were just like no we're not going to go tickets are too expensive but like three and a half hours before puck drop i was at nate i was broadcasting student at the time and uh, my dad texted me and was like literally just whatever it takes let's go and i was like all right cool so i went online bought us tickets we sat like right next to the zamboni entrance so we they brought out the blue thing, but we could still kind of see the players and like old players pretty close when they're walking out. And I remember just having a super good time. Like I have so many great memories at Rexall place going there with my dad. I have a lot of like generally shitty ones of like going to a game and watching them lose five, one in February to like the Minnesota wild. And then like walking back to the car in a snowstorm. But that final memory, like we, the organization gets ripped for shit. I thought they did just a fucking amazing job with all of that.
2: Yeah. When I look back at my Oilers memory van right now, I don't have any bad memories. <laughs> Even going to the game and the Oilers remember Jay for a while there was like we took people to games, we lost like eight nothing, seven one and fifteen nothing or some shit. Yeah, remember it was cute. It was cute.
3: Yeah.
2: Wasn't it Dangle we brought oh, Yeah,
3: in? we hosted like uh we host the VG guys. Yeah, the Dangle yeah. and they would come watch their teams just shell us.
2: Destroy us. Even those games are still good memories,
3: oh yeah, I know it was great, even great you
2: know the third year of the Belanger contract <laughs> there are no bad memories in my mind.
3: I miss like it was it was it, like when that barn was going, it was it was a fucking rager, like it was good in there, and just like the you know it was a little- like, now like you thought it was a big arena, but then you go into Rogers and it obviously feels small, but like it just felt way more intimate in there. So, uh, and I, and I miss sorry, and I missed the, I missed the gallery. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you oh, can always look up shows.
3: to the gallery and be like, those guys are partying. Party party.
2: Maybe
1: That's it's nice. going to come
2: back, man. Maybe now with the new world, maybe they're going to have to do like a 50% rollback on salary and 50% on ticket price. And maybe we'll be allowed to
4: get turned up again again. Oh, yeah. Yesterday they had the uh, Gretzky thirty-eight and fifty on. Did anybody see that?
3: Oh, I saw it like two nights ago or three nights ago. So, so at of... the
4: end of the game, he gets it right. But they spend a lot of time uh, from the old broadcast of that game showing. It's like nineteen eighty. What year was that? 82,
3: 83? Yeah, it's early 83. And they 82. spend
4: a lot of time showing the crowd and yes! showing like Rexall, like back in the day when it was Northland Coliseum. Like they where do I a lot of it?
2: Where
3: do I see this?
4: So Sportsnet. It was on TSN Sportsnet
3: or Sportsnet. Sportsnet, yeah. yeah
4: it was some, I think it was TSN or Sportsnet. Yeah, I wanted to. Anyway, it'll just, it'll just say, like, NHL classics and you pretty much have to go and into the info to see what they're showing. And, yeah, so, like, I got in with, well, probably, like, a minute left in the third, and obviously he gets it, you know, an open net with, like, three seconds left. But, yeah, I found myself, like, watching the arena and the people in the yeah. arena and, like, seeing – the Atmosphere, I found myself way more uh, like into that whole thing. It was crazy. where is Very this? Fun. Like, can I go to the
2: website to watch it, Chalmers?
4: You probably could go into it. I mean, you could probably go to probably just on YouTube.
2: If anybody's listening to this show, and I know you're not, tw- tweet me and send me a link to this shit online because I really want to watch it.
4: Okay, well, anytime because anytime they show an Oilers uh playoff game from the 80s, they like. They show a lot of crowd shots. Mm. I was actually quite surprised.
2: It's super interesting, man. Like they used to do like in between features in games about like Edmonton, right? So it'd be like you know there's, it's like a game on a channel or some shit. but like at intermission, they would actually have like documentary footage about life in Edmonton and going to the games, and they would go and talk to fans and like interview them, and people are like giving their hot takes on shit. It was awesome. Old games are rad to
4: watch. I've never really seen any until recently. And it's like NHL Classic. Yeah. Oh, it says. I've literally put it on, it's on Sportsnet right now. And it says NHL Classic. Stream on Sportsnet.ca. Okay. And we'll you hey, check, check your DMs on Twitter, buddy. I got a little treat for you. Oh, oh shit. Hello. Thanks, buddy. I'm in. Yeah, they've been really cool. I even watched. What the hell was the game? I think it was just a a Vancouver Canucks Rangers
2: Stanley Cup yeah, finally.
4: I saw that one. Amazing. Yeah. I'm all Ooh, about like, the <laughs> ads and
2: shit in this stuff. Like, Do they have the ads uploaded too, or is that just a YouTube thing? Well, I don't know. When there's old games on YouTube you can watch, you can still see the ads a lot of the time. And they're oh, funnier than the game.
4: The games on Sportsnet like, don't even have the Chiron, like the score, like the, the graphics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, there's nothing. You don't know what the score is. You don't know when yeah. in the game it is. And Those it
2: pops things. up, right? You're like, oh, <laughs>
4: But it's a, but it's an actual camera of the scoreboard clock. Yeah. Like the oh, I also love camera. that. I'm <laughs> just looking through this game right now, and I'm loving that the Flyers are wearing Cooper oh They're wearing oh, Cooper, yeah. Yeah. and they're they're black and they're fucking awesome. Like yeah, when I you look Cooper when
3: you looked at the Flyers, it, lo- it looks like like it, it does not look like they're dressed to play hockey. No.
4: I think we could, we like, we could really, like, make the best of no sports by going back and really appreciating some of the amazing things that, we. Did. Oh, yeah. I know a buddy who watched, like, five UFC fights yesterday, and on every one of them was like, I couldn't, I don't remember, I didn't remember how this one ended, it was amazing, and, like, in the moment when you watch this stuff happen, you think about how amazing it was, and then the next couple days, maybe weeks, you talk about it. But like, then it's forgotten. It, the '92 Blue Jays winning the uh, winning the World Series, like, yeah. that was all on. That was super cool to watch this weekend. I think right, that you like, were nodding, you were watching it too.
2: I think it's funny to have like a window on the past, right? I like watching older movies. Where like, I was watching this one detective movie one time. I can't remember what it was, but it was like a '70s movie, and the cops in a car chase, and he's. Reaches to a halt, gets out, runs to a payphone, makes a call, <laughs> calls the Sarge,
3: yeah. jumps
2: back in his car, and starts the car chase
3: again. That's right.
2: And I was like, "Man, this is good police work."
3: That's how you to do see it. A
2: window on the past, like the ads in the old hockey games are like eight out of ten babies agree. The best cigarettes are players, <laughs> and you're like, "Maybe yeah. they're endorsing cigarettes." <laughs>
4: There is an NHL classic on right now, and it's uh, Barry Melrose behind the bench at the Great West Forum for the Kings versus the Toronto Luke- Maple Leafs. Like, you can watch this all day, every day. Yeah,
0: because yeah. there's nothing else for the networks to put on TV. <laughs> it's amazing, though. It's
4: so much fun. That is so much fun. Well, maybe maybe it's only so much fun because all of our other fun's been written. No, it is
2: fun. No, no, no. Fuck that. How many Oilers games have you watched? No offense to the Oilers. I love them. and They're number one. That aren't entertaining, right? If you're now looking for guaranteed entertainment, you should go watch the ones on wherever with a lot of views, because guaranteed, it's a great hockey
4: game. I'm surprised guys like Paul Coffey didn't do their hair a little bit better back in the day when they used to wear no helmet. But, <laughs> but
3: they thought they were doing it good. Like that was the style then, like, man.
4: This feathered man. Great.
3: Paul Coffey wore a helmet. Did he or these fans? Not not,
4: not, not the game with against.
3: Yeah, there was a lot of no-lids in that game. That's just tons. wild.
4: Can you imagine was,
2: back in the day when you're like, oh, I guess I'm going to wear a helmet, and people are like, you pussy. You know
4: who I didn't appreciate? <laughs> Dave Lumley. He pulls one of these moves where he comes in on the wing, and then right around the ringette line, he saw, puts the puck off the board behind him and picks it up behind him. You know? What oh, that I, saw, I
3: saw I saw, that exact play. That that yeah. move still exists today. And
4: I know. It's like Dave Lumley was pulling those moves back in 1990. I played
3: with Dave Lumley against Dave Lumley in, a, in an alumni tournament, like, like, like he's got... Like, he's skilled, man. Like, he's, he 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 was smart with his stick. It was it was fucking funny because I'm like... Because at that point, I was like, Dave Lumley. I'm like, I've only ever, like, heard whispers of your name. <laughs>
4: but,
3: like, I'm like, no. Like, fuck. He's obviously made the NHL. He's legit.
0: I remember, like, at the most recent Hockey Helps the Homeless, I played on a... I played on the team with Gary Unger, who, like, he's... I gotta think he's in his 70s now, late 70s. I, I should probably look it up. But like even him, man, like he couldn't really skate, but still you'd be like going up the wing and he would just hit you with just a cherry pass through traffic. Like those guys, they might lose the foot speed. Yeah. So he's 72 years old now. And he was still like bringing it in like a fairly fast paced game. I guess it was super cool. Like to see what those players who were at that level at one point, even way back when to see what they're able to retain for so long is crazy.
3: Well, they still have the IQ, right? Yeah. Like they still know where to look. They still like so. Yeah, like it's it's so interesting and to, and to see it like wow, like a guy who's seventy two. You're like shit. This guy's got game. Like that's pretty fucking neat.
0: Yeah, it was super cool. Um, so that was all kind of tying back to that last game at Rexall Place. We went off on a uh, quite a wild tangent. But anyone else have any like? Peak Rexall Place memories that uh that they want to share. Anything like I mean, obviously you hear like the crack beers and all that get get a lot of love, but anything else?
3: Did you were you at the game? I think it might, might might have been the same season when they retired uh Sather's uh I guess retired Sather. Yeah. And that that weird descent he had to take from like the catwalk all the way down to the ice.
4: I'll text you.
2: Sorry, oh. boy just the uh, <laughs> one you, manner.
3: Oh, what uh, was that?
2: Boy Curry, my boy. He's out doing a social distancing walk, and he knocked on the door.
3: Uh, oh, I'm glad he we were
2: answer the door. Be like, hey, buddy, what's up? You want to hang up? No, I can't, man. I'm actually live on a podcast, and then point at your phone.
4: What does so he like, mean? Do you want to hang out? Like, would you, would do you want to come in or something? No, he's walking around the neighborhood. Oh, Charles, Can you, you go can't go into it? someone's house. Is that really a no-no? In, no. In 2020, motherfuckers, no. Ugh. I'm keeping a strict-ass quarantine
2: at Wanya Manor. you got to be mostly chlorine if you want to come in here. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that.
4: All right. Well, what the hell So, are
3: you so yeah, here? Wanya, I was, I was talking about a, a memory of mine just because it was hilarious. Well, I thought it was when the Oilers retired Sather's banner or whatever where they put his name up in the raptor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember that long walk he had to take down yeah. from the catwalk yeah. all the way down through the stand. It took like 10 minutes.
2: <laughs> and we're like started, what they didn't they give him the on up a up shot of his, his cigar. Well, they,
3: yeah, 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 you stop and like have a cigar, like yeah. shake a hand of a random <laughs> like they didn't time it out or something. No. It was so fucking and long. like and even say they felt awkward, oh, but God. he was he was there to do his deed and he did it. I thought it was just the weirdest thing. That's that was the first thing that just popped by. There's so many more fucking better it started with a, than that.
2: Yeah, it started with the shot of his cigar. It was so weird. Like yeah. the lights went out and then you looked at the scoreboard and it was like an ashtray. <laughs>
3: yeah. And oh, he just man. down smoking down a cigar inside the like building.
2: Did didn't he have like a scarf on too or something? Oh like
3: yeah. That? He was he probably had fifty pounds of clothing on him. And, the, and and, and say there's old, right? He's probably in his late 60s or 70s, oh, that, yeah. early 70s at that point. And they make the poor guy walk down. From the top. From the top.
2: Yeah, from the top. And he did top. it, so he God
3: did. bless him, but...
2: He did it from the top all the way to the ice.
3: Oh, fuck. It was just weird.
2: Do you remember Gretzky's retirement when they put him in the back of the pickup truck and he drove around waving and everybody was like, <laughs> what
3: the fuck? Yeah. Or paid a lot, lot of money for that. What's that? That Ford paid a lot of money for that.
2: Oh, yeah. And I remember when poor Gretzky had to take the Olympic torch in the back of the pickup truck in Vancouver. In they the was rain. raining sideways and the torch was, like, going to go out with Gretzky holding on to it. Uh, but God. luckily, it didn't give up the ghost. Uh,
3: That's yeah. funny.
4: That's a problem with me and Rexall. I, those beers used to get to me. I don't have very many memories of that place. Oh, um, I,
3: I, I remember in 2006, it was game one or two. No, it was the First it was the first home game against Detroit. Oh yeah, we went to so that would have been that would have been game 3 I guess. When we and made the cup. We we made that cup. Yeah. We made these hilariously super tall beer hats that would have pissed <laughs> off the people behind us. And I remember so Detroit in overtime comes in and allegedly scores, but I swear I saw it go under, even though we were sitting in the gallery. Yeah. I swear it went under the side of the net. And, and you like, it didn't go in. It didn't go in. I kept running. I went running up and down the stand. It didn't go in. It's going to be no goal. It's going to be no goal. And everyone's <laughs> like, What? And then they announced no goal, so then I ran down to the bottom of the steps of it our was section. It like you scored the goal in our th- And I threw the Stanley Cup off the balcony. <laughs> <in the knee. laughs> now, it was made of tinfoil, weighed like a pound. But like ah. I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? On your fellow. But I was men. so happy.
2: <laughs> As though you were throwing it on the Detroit Red.
3: Yeah, Blue. and then we won it. And then, and, then, and then, yeah, no goal, and we won the game.
0: Who scored the UT winner that night? I want to say Jared Stoll. Yeah, I think that's how I remember too. Yeah. I remember
3: they didn't stop selling booze. No, it has to say, they
0: that kept was the best selling thing. booze at the so-
2: second at the end of the second intermission. I remember we were walking by and it was like. It was like news breaking. It was like, hey, hey, they're not, sell- they're, they're still selling beer, and you're like, what? And then you went out. They're like,
4: Yep, well, That trouble. was the. They didn't know what to do. Remember? They yeah, when it, it, it was like
2: they thought that like they weren't going to go deep, and the Oilers are just like, fuck it, let's just Mash sell beers at the end of the game. But well, it went until over. double
3: overtime, right, or yeah. triple double. Yeah, I, I had like twelve or thirteen Rexall oh, beers. Like so I was, rough. I had to go to work the next day, and I was a fucking zombie, and I, I was still young, so I had the ability to process alcohol. So, normally, like that, like that's a, oh man, that was wild.
2: Jesus Christ. You tell a story where you declared yourself young?
3: Well, like, you know, like when you're younger, you can, you know, your hangovers are minimal. So, that was in a minimal hangover window, and I still had a (laughs) massive hangover. (laughs) Those are the
2: fucking days. I'll tell you, old, old Rexall beers, what I wouldn't give for one of those right now.
3: I remember in whatever, when we were playing, this was at 97, 98, 99,
4: 99
3: maybe. Fuck, we played Dallas. And we got to the rink like an hour and a half. and They let us in. Like normally, like yeah. now Rogers won't let you in that early. But like, we were like an hour and 45 minutes early sitting <laughs> in our seats. But so were like 10,000 other yeah. people. And they're already chanting Belfort.
2: Yeah. Huh. Dude, I remember going to, going to a game with you around that era where, you ever used to throw the beer lids like frisbees? Yes. So, like in the stands, this is when you're stupid when you're a little kid. In the stands drinking beers, we would throw the beer lids like frisbees into the stands and thought it was funny. Oh, yeah. And everybody I knew did it. Oh, and I'd yeah. get hit with beer lids all the time. Like, ah, ha, 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 like so crazy. Now you do that, they'll bring the Coast Guard in.
0: <laughs> um, I, have an, I have a Rexall themed question for you guys. I remember, so I would have been still 17 for that final season um but i remember i was at the point where my dad would go and buy me beers when we were watching games together and i remember I they like- were they were like 9 bucks i want to say or 9.75 for the draft beers yeah. what's the cheapest you remember them being at Rexall 750 for me yeah i think 750 yeah i
3: think so that's like in great. the early 2000s uh, seven, Seven bucks, yeah, seven, seven fifty. No,
4: I remember. Oh, maybe this was cocktails, but I remember when they were just over five, and it pissed off because like it's impossible to. T- you have like a ten. Yeah,
3: but I just can't remember it. Was, it. it had it to have been five, that cheap, 50
4: or something. I mean, maybe that was just a cocktail, a small one. I don't remember. <sighs> remember those drinks that we used to get that were like thirty dollars?
2: Yeah, remember the Monster Energy drinks?
4: Yeah, they were two shots of the orange vodka.
2: In the orange monster energies.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like thirty one dollars a piece.
2: Yeah, and they get two tallies and that kick your night off. Oh yeah.
4: Those are good.
2: Do you still oh, are you still like, off the Red Bull show?
4: For a concert. What's that? A lot of the things I remember about Rex were the concert. Really? Oh yeah.
0: Best concert, going you to the saw the concert. concert. Yeah,
4: going to all these concerts. Going to like Jay Z and Oh yeah. Seeing seeing Taylor Swift when she was like Super young, opening up for.
0: I saw her open up for who was it? Who the hell was that? Was it Carrie what Underwood? Dixie Chicks. Shania no, Twain.
4: It wasn't Dixie. No. Oh. Mill. It was like people and McGraw or something. <laughs> I don't really remember, but yeah, tonight, yeah, like Taylor Swift opened up for her. they were going to seeing like Jay Z and Kanye when they did their tour together. Yeah. Like, I remember. Actually, I boys.
3: Remember,
2: the one time going to Jay-Z and Kanye, and like, I don't know what the hell happened, but Jay-Z was at the height of his game, and he came here, and like 8,500 people went to Rexall.
3: I was so embarrassed.
2: I was horrified, and then I heard that his jet was late, so he went into Ezzy's on a not-busy night with his entourage, waiting for his jet, and I was like, oh no, Jay-Z's never going to come back now. Ezzie's, oh man, I would love it. On an off night. Easy, easy. <laughs> Irish Ezzie's. They're huh. so like, um, hi, Mr. Z. Would you like a $9 pony gun? Mr. Zed. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Z. So, he still can't get any so, in, in
4: the locker room on the side or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah.
2: Remember going into the locker room, Jay, and, like, threatening the bartenders to get you into the Ezzy side?
3: Oh, yeah. I remember Fuck.
2: going in and being like, I don't want to talk to you about anything about anything. you got to get me into the bar over there.
3: And then oh, they're like, shit. what? Such a weird system. It was like a like they treated you like cattle.
0: They just kept moving you from pen to pen. Yeah. Explain, please, because I don't know what you're talking about. You uh, missed Eddie's it. So they a had night it, night
4: they night had night night. it. There was two bars, and there was one that was like kind of the lobby bar, and then there was like the nightclub. And so, because this is all in a hotel, mm-hmm. this is a hotel, and then like they have this one lobby bar called the locker room.
2: So busy, your M. You and have no huge. idea how they had busy this place.
4: bar. And so, so you would good. go into the locker room, but the ultimate goal was to get into the nightclub next door called Esmeralda, which was in like an Irish bar. Not really. And it's kind of a country bar. It was kind of like a country bar. And so, yeah, you, if you, you, you had two paths to getting in. You either tried to wait <laughs> just to go straight into Ezzy's, or you went into the locker room and you kind of like waited till somebody would take you in to Ezzy's. Yeah. And, like, cause if you got in, if you went into the locker room and you weren't focused, you were never getting in there. Never. You had to be a baller. You had to get in. You had to know yeah, people. Yeah, you had to have somebody take you there, or you, you had to basically wait at the door, which was just, like, a way of standing somewhere warm. So, yeah. it was a weird scenario. It was a weird system. I had some good times in the locker room, though.
2: Buddy, I remember going to Ezzy's with you, and then a rumble breaking out, and then you rolling up at the fight like Van Dam. <laughs>
4: It was that was a crazy. That was one of the craziest nights I've ever been a part of. Yeah. <laughs> Being like, wow, Chalmers is no joke when called upon. I just remember people going. I think Jay had his ram there, didn't he, Jay? Yeah, you went there. I <laughs> had my
3: ram everywhere. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was in fight.
4: the back of his ram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Plus, golf club.
0: Before we uh, wrap up the podcast, we need to give some what? love to all of our what? fantastic sponsors. Oh, we still got some time left. That. We still Uh, still have time left, but I'm just, you know, giving love to the sponsors before the end of the podcast. We got like, you know, maybe one more topic left after this. Um, So big shout out to Japa Machinery, the underdogs of the machinery game. We love them very much. And uh, we hope to see them back at full strength once this is all over, because we know they will be. And uh, what's going on at Oodle Noodle? What's new with the, the Noodle Gang? (laughs)
3: <laughs> What's new? Well, on Friday, we were able to make a donation to the Youth Emergency Shelter, which was sweet. We donated a bunch of noodles and sauces. So that was super cool. And that's all because everyone in Edmonton is still able to support us during this time. So that's cool. So we're still de- delivering noodles like crazy. Uh, and we're super grateful for everyone who's ordering us for right now. But uh, yeah, check us out. Skip the dishes. OodleNoodle.ca.
0: And there's a bonus if you do takeout, right, instead of delivery.
3: Allow me to finish my pieroga
0: here first. I was oh going to say God, you, just massive... you just took a massive.
4: a bite.
3: As soon as fuck? I finished
0: you're asking totally my talking. question, you put a massive piece of food in your mouth. So anyone who One comes hour in store, a day
4: you can't eat. Is that
3: cool? Yeah. I, I have. Well, I haven't had lunch yet. So anyone who comes in store um, <laughs> to 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 takeout, it's fifteen percent <laughs> off in store. Hello. <laughs> so, good uh, deal. Try the new deep fried wontons too; they're that, fucking that amazing.
4: Podcast time really snuck up on you, hey?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got a guy coming to the door. Last episode, he gets into a car accident. That
3: oh yeah, that, that was good. That was good podcast, and that was live action right there. That was live action. I was, was
2: like, it was happening while we we're recording. It
3: was so, so, Chalmers, I was I was doing uh, beer deliveries last week. Uh, yeah. While recording and. I was driving to my next delivery, and someone almost drove me off the road. So they didn't <laughs> see me, and they just they just swerved into my lane.
4: And you were doing the podcast. I was yeah. doing the
3: podcast, so I slammed like whoa
4: and, and slammed on the horn.
3: Yeah, and talked.
2: <laughs> While like, talking, got into How can they not see you? You're in a jacked up nation truck. Yeah, yeah
3: I you don't see know. that thing from space. They, they, they must not have looked anywhere. Like they just must have just assumed, like I like I don't know. They just they were driving so slow, and I, like, they were way ahead of me, and then I was driving the speed limit and just like catching up to them like crazy, and they just like veered into my lane. I was like, "What the fuck?"
2: One day when we're older, and your M truck is older too, mm-hmm. uh, they will. The, the children of the future will be amazed we were allowed to drive. Yes, they're gonna be like, "What?" Like you just yeah, man. When you're like 14, you just go, and they give you a little piece of paper, and you tell them you know what a stop sign does, yeah. and away you went.
4: If you got some time on Saturday afternoon we watched Back to the Future 2. If anybody doesn't remember Back to the Future 2, that's the one where they go into the future. They go yeah. to the year 2015. Okay. And they expected us to have a lot more than we have right now. What did They're we have what did we not have and uh, what did we have? Flying cars, they had flying cars. Hoverboards. The shoes that did up by themselves. The oh, those, those. those made those
3: Nike yeah. those.
4: The jacket that sizes itself. Interesting. Um, uh, a lot of shiny picture, jackets put, too like, If I remember correctly in That's like Two inches By two inches And then it, you put it in this Pizza Hut machine And then When you open it One second later It's like a fully Cooked pizza
3: The Food Aracca Cycle Is that what that is? That's a Jetsons reference that's a, Yeah Jetsons
2: But this is what happens again You make it sound so interesting And then I go watch it And I realize You explaining it Is generally more interesting <laughs> Than the actual show It,
4: it, it was pretty good It's uh, like this became him. a mogul. What's that? This was a mogul.
2: Yeah. yeah, he made all those bets.
4: Yeah, yeah, because of the almanac. Yeah. Yep. God, Not that's much. a good movie. You know what yep. else I got engulfed by this weekend? And I think you did too. Friday Midnight. What did you do? What did, do? What did I do? Found Drake dropped a new... Oh, the track. fucking new jam.
0: So, it is, is hot. Hot.
3: And
4: Real you know what's good. so genius about him? Here's what's so genius about him. So he dropped this thing with a dance. So yep. now... He's, you know it's gonna go viral people TikTok, are gonna do the dance. not only does he do that but he drops a video with it of yep. him doing the dance around his house
2: in coronavirus memorializing this moment in time
4: pretty much and so basically now i can see that it's that it's going to become a thing but i think celebrities are going to start putting out videos where they like walk around their house doing the dance Yep. It's like 30 second snippets of like a cool part of their house or something i just think and he's just like he's so smart he's got everybody's attention you even made a comment saying that like the guy's work ethic and his hustle is just like buddy
2: so when this song came out i watched this and i realized that like drake's locked in his house in toronto he went to the trouble of buying all the fireworks at the end right yeah fireworks on his own the whole city's in lockdown. He sent people out to get images. It memorializes Toronto, not like, like, well, not memorialized in the sense of death, but like it commemorates the moment in time, right? Oh, yeah.
4: No, it puts a it put timestamp.
2: Everybody else is like Instagram-living their makeup sessions and shit. Drake wrote a song, recorded it, made a video, and put it out all in his house. Like, you can't knock Drake much anymore, man. He's about as good as it gets.
0: Well, like, I was saying this when the song got released. I was talking to my girlfriend about it. And, uh, like, when he he gets the attention of, like, the entire pop culture community, of the entire, like, continent better than anyone else. Like, I don't think there's anyone who has that much control on, like, culture in general now than Drake. And it's pretty cool that he does all this shit and he's Canadian. Like, I, I he gets so much fucking hate from people because of, like, you know, the basketball stuff and blah, blah, blah. Whatever, but like, man, he should be almost celebrated more than he is for being like a stand-up Canadian.
2: Well, not only that, he's got more number one hits than anyone. Take Terror, his album was on the chart top two hundred charts for like ten years, man. Is it's nuts.
4: Well, and I remember when we were Canada. texting when we were texting about the video. When we were texting about the video, and I said like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get all the hate, and I because I, I do respect the council, I do respect exactly like just how, and he's not like. I, I get the basketball stuff, but, like, I'll be on Well, his Drake, story, right? No like, what his,
2: his bio. It's Jay, like Maestro Fresh West blew up beyond anything, right? Like, mm-hmm. his story is so unlikely. But for people who want rappers to be like, geez, Drake is the antithesis, right? And he also sings. And people don't like that either. So they want everybody to be, like, fucking cheap teeth and shit and just be, like, talking about guns and drugs. Meanwhile, Drake's, like, kind of soft.
4: And I like when he liked you said that he was driving, he was like borrowing his mom's car and driving girls around at like 16 up into yes. the hills of Toronto, where the biggest houses are. Huh. Telling them, like, one day this is where I'm going to live. And they would just like laugh at him. And yeah, just,
2: one chick, yeah, he's telling the story about like his new house. He's like, yeah, I used to drive around here and like my mom's Honda Accord back in the day and show girls in this neighborhood and say, I'm going to live here one day. And one chick laughed at him and like wouldn't date him anymore or something. And, and, and how- then. He bought two houses on that street, knocked them down, and put up a mega mansion. And that's in the video, man. And, like, it's so cool, the shots of his house. They have one room. He's got all of his MTV awards and Grammys and shit. That's his closet, I think. No, I think it's, like, a living room.
4: Oh, is it? Well, I don't know. Or maybe it's in
2: two rooms, but there's one room where it's all, like, in, in, like, trophy cases. Yeah. And it's so gangster, man. And it's
4: in Toronto. Like, that's awesome. I love the gaudiness of the house. My wife, not a fan. Oh my god. It's like he's a seven hundred like, like marble everywhere cameras. on the walls and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, he's a G man. That's a really awesome video. You should all everybody should watch that if you're listening. If you're not, I don't blame you.
4: <laughs> he uh, and then do a dance to it on TikTok. Yeah.
0: He also showed off his house a little bit back in February when he dropped the uh the two freestyles, when to say when in Chicago. And there's one point where he's just sitting up in his house and it's like a fucking bank vault in there and he just like reaches in and pulls out like a stack of cash. From his own custom bank vault in his house, like it's fucking sweet, man. Go watch those ones. Where's this? Go, uh, go to Drake's YouTube on February 29th. It's the "When to Say When" in Chicago freestyle, and like the shot of him like pulling his car out of the garage, and like a little owl logo pops out of the hood of his Rolls Royce. Like it's just, it's the most boss shit ever, man. Like the flexing he does is fucking unreal.
4: I'm gonna be very honest with you. I have no idea, like. When you go on Netflix, you can, like, just, how do I just find all of Drake's stuff? I don't go on YouTube much.
0: You want to no, go, you just on, go YouTube?
4: on YouTube and click on his name?
0: Yeah, just search Drake.
4: <laughs> so, Buddy, like, <laughs> like, wow. I'll put Drake in here, and next thing I know, I'll get, like, the 50 hottest songs of 2020. So, we have
2: to find any Drake video, and under the name of the video is the author, and it's Drake. And it's a channel with 20 million subscribers. Yeah. Okay,
4: but he said go to, like, go to a certain date. Well, they don't exactly just have the date. It says, like, they do. If you click on ago, the name it,
2: underneath the the song, it sorts all the Drake songs if Drake's the author by
0: date.
4: Book. Oh, anybody else confused now? Because I am too. <laughs>
0: if you go to Drake's page, the first there three music decide. videos are Tussie Slide Official Edited, mm-hmm. Side Tussie Slide Official Explicit, and then When to Say When in Chicago Freestyle. Ah, uh, here we go. Yeah. This dude
2: in the Tussy slide there, that Tussy guy or Tussy or whatever you pronounce it, he's an Instagram dance guy, and so Drake gave him the song early to help him make the dance yeah. for it, and then do the dance the video and like disseminate it on on uh, social. And I was like watching the Instagram channel. I'm like, man, this sucks. Like they didn't even do that much about it. This guy isn't that famous, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm looking on the wrong platform. I'm an old man.
3: This is a motherfucking
2: yeah. TikTok thing and I'm looking on Instagram. I'm trying to put a VHS in the beta
4: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking on the wrong shit. But Chalmers doesn't even know how to work YouTube. No, now I do. I'm there, man.
0: Alright, well hey, there you go. I think uh we got our homework for the next four days. We can catch up on yeah. our Drake videos. I Chalmers,
2: see- can you find out if you can get a warp factor song and if you can show me the warp factor logo? Oh, Rad. Yeah, it's 100%. so Warp Factor teased.
4: <laughs> I can get... It's Warp Factor season. Um, I can definitely get it.
3: All right. There get her done. done. I
4: looking, can I swear to God, I have <laughs> one it on my computer. Okay, never mind. Yes, I can definitely get it.
3: Cool. Yeah. I can I
0: get
4: you a picture of that guitar, too, if you really Awesome. Want we'll to get that program. up on our
0: socials. Yeah. Yeah.
3: One thing we did, uh, Chalmers, and I think you should jump in on this. Uh, bag on Friday hosted uh, Nation Happy Hour. Oh yeah, on on Instagram Live.
4: Yeah, it was fun,
3: and uh, yeah, it was actually a fucking blast. So many people were chiming in on it and whatnot. So it'd be interesting. How many? What were the views at the end of the day of that Bagmouth?
4: Ah, uh, there was a few hundred for the first round. Cool. You know, what? And so, sorry. What do you do? You just have a drink with people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just have a drink with people and bring some people into the chat and see what they're doing and what they're up to and how they're living. And oh, then, kind of like your beat things when you would bring people at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. You should. Yeah,
2: do exactly. You should, hey, do you on should be- come in. On the nation Instagram, conversation. Yeah. you Yeah. Do a drink set.
4: Okay, but so I've watched Bag Milk, and sometimes I, I like, I can think of things to say, but like
2: he like moderates. I can think it. of
4: things I'd like to say to them that I wish Bag Milk was saying, but Bag Milk's clearly being way too nice to them. So I have to be nice. No, just do you. Do you be girl? entertaining? Yeah.
3: Your M like, Chuck no showed. You were supposed to be there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah I, I know. It. I just got Go
0: I got a little busy with some other plans. Nah. so wow. it's still.
3: But for 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 starters, I thought it was a blast. A lot of people are chiming in. So this Friday, we got well, and we might try to level it up to do it twice a week. But definitely this Friday at like four thirty, Chalmers. And um, yeah,
4: I'll jump on theirs then. Yeah, I got good and drunk on Nation beers by the way on Friday. They were fantastic.
3: Oh yeah, happy birthday, belated again. Happy birthday.
0: Um, Thank you. I got happy two birthday. questions before we uh, before we wrap up the pod. Uh, number one, Nation beer is sold out. Do we have like an estimated date on when more could be released to the public? Because I really yeah, liked just- it.
3: Oh, good. I'm so happy. And I, I liked it. I liked it too. And it seems like last week was interesting. So we did all those deliveries and just everyone was so pumped. And then there was just so much good content uh, and good feedback from it um, that, yeah, it's, I think this is going to be a thing, which is super fucking wicked. Um, so working with our boys at uh, Dog Island right now. So they are supposed to be canning 90 more flats either today or tomorrow. So there was just a there was a holdup with the um, the label. So they're gonna they're gonna can and label a bunch of cans, and then what we'll do is we'll we'll launch it um, the minute we just got confirmation because we just don't want people to wait like order and have to wait too long. Yeah. So um, when we get confirmation, when when they're booked in to do their canning, um, which is hopefully well today, but probably tomorrow. Um, from there, we can um, we can launch another presale, and then we'll same thing as last week. We'll do a delivery for this run, uh, and then from there, we're uh, you know we gotta we gotta work the phones and you know if if any of our listeners can help if they've tried the beer or liked it let your liquor store know so they can carry it. And that way, it's just easier and quicker to get it to you because they can order direct through like the AGLC system, um, and it's a lot cleaner. But uh, we're happy to keep doing deliveries if people still want to have the beer. So stay tuned. Um, but definitely, at some point this week, we're going to be releasing more. And then when we sell out of that, they're, they're already starting the second batch. So we went
0: through one entire batch,
3: if you will, cauldron.
0: God damn! Uh, Fantastic. The nation
1: party. Yeah.
0: Uh, Beg milk before we uh, end the pod. What kind of content can we look for on uh, Oilers Nation over the next few days? Here, what's new? What's popping?
4: Oh, we are looking back. There's a lot of historical yep. stuff today, including today. I wrote something that. You know, Wayne Gretzky never ceases to amaze me with the records that he has. So on this day in 86, Gretzky put up his 215th point of that season, which just smashed the records. And as I was putting it together, the interesting thing to me is that in terms of single season points production, Wayne Gretzky has eight of the top 10 spots. Unreal. Wow. Wow. Interrupted wow. only by a couple with from uh, Mario Lemieux. But yeah, it's all Wayne, all the time. A lot of historical. Robin Brownlee has something up about the two-year anniversary of the Humboldt tragedy. He did a really good job with that, of looking back. Uh, I've got people, i have asking people for their favorite Rexall place memories, seeing as today is the anniversary. Cam Lewis has a bunch of stuff on the potential continuation of the 2019-2020 season, since the NHL is apparently looking at some neutral locations. For where they might be able to play, and we're just gonna keep posting a lot of just opinion stuff. Fantastic. Looking back, looking ahead, player reviews—you name it—we're gonna throw it up there. Awesome. Look to me, baby. I'm gonna. Go. I
2: got some shit in the hopper too, bagmo. God bless. And swear uh, word.
0: Beg Milk, thanks for bringing up the two-year anniversary of Humboldt. Obviously, with everything that's going on, there, uh, you know, it may be a little bit less media attention on it, which could be it could be a good thing, depending on who you ask. But I think anyone who knows me knows how I was affected by that. And obviously 16 lives lost two years ago today and just super, super tragic. But uh, obviously still thinking about all 16 of them and their families and anyone else who was, uh, who was obviously affected by that. But yeah, like you said, Brownlee did a great job on the website of kind of uh, just bringing things up once again a little bit. Uh, everyone who listened, thank you very much. You four, thank you for joining as always. Excited to do this on Thursday. Bye. See you, boy. See you. Bye.
1: Great job on making it through the entire hour of the real-life podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Hold up. What was that?
3: Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.